We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Today we continue our series as we look at Nehemiah and there's a fair bit in Nehemiah and some um, exciting stuff. I trust the Spirit of God will touch your heart today. Let me pray. Father, today, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you, God, that you who began in us a good work, you're going to bring it to completion and we're excited about that. So Holy Spirit, I invite you, whether online whether we're here, would you, would you speak to us that would hear that still, small voice of God in Jesus' name. Amen. There's a poster once that I really used to like, and I still like it. I used to see it lots um, in different places. And there's a poster that simply said, ships in a harbour are safe, but that's not what ships are built for. Who's seen the poster? Is it on up here? So it's ships in the harbour. So ships in the harbour, they're safe. But a ship is not meant to stay in the harbour. A ship is built. It's built to, to go through those waves. It's built for the challenges of the ocean. It's built when the, the waves come and the roughness comes that it can navigate it. And as we look at Nehemiah, I'm really challenged to say that, hey, we as Christians, we can play it safe and achieve not a lot in our life, or we can go out to the depths deeper than what we are feeling safe to do and just see what faith does as we trust God. That's exactly what Nehemiah did in his journey. Now, I wanna start by telling you that God has made you you. You are uniquely and wonderfully made, Scripture says. He's given you a certain time on this planet. Your days are numbered. And He's made you to be a witness to Him, to His glory, to who He is and all that He wants to do. And He's put in you a burden. It might be about injustices. It may be a certain need about something. It may be um, concerned about hurting people. It may be dealing with people who are abused or neglected. It may be to deal with um, raising up children. It may be to deal with um, teaching children. It may be wanting to really step out and speak into a nation. But God has made you uniquely you and given you a role and given you a purpose. And the burden that you bear reveals the calling that you need to embrace. If you've got a burden that people need to be saved, that's your calling. If you've got a burden that people need to be cared for, that's your calling. If you've got a burden for injustices, that's your calling. God has put stuff on your heart and He wants you to respond to it. I know myself, when I um, first got saved, I got excited about other people getting saved. My passion was that people would get saved, that they would come to know Jesus and know the peace that I found at 21. So there's a coffee shop back in Toowoomba and this coffee shop was called the Lighthouse Coffee Shop and it was um, up above the, the shops in the main street and I used to go there on the Saturday nights, Mary and I used to, and we used to um, witness to people. There used to be different people who'd come in, different gangs that would come in from the, the town and we'd have the opportunity to witness to them and share with them. I went to Bible college and during that time that coffee shop closed down. 
when I come back to live with Toowoomba, uh, Toowoomba, I had a real burden that there's not an opportunity for people to hear the gospel. There were young people walking our streets. There were, were young gangs at that time walking the streets that really need to hear about Jesus. And there wasn't anything to do. So my burden, I took my burden to God and said, God, how can we make a difference? How can we get there where the young people are and make an impact and make a difference? And I was driving from Brisbane to um, the Sunshine Coast one time and went past this double-decker bus. And God just put on my heart there and then to get a double-decker bus, refurbish it into a coffee shop, and then we could go right down the main streets of Toowoomba and to the shows and places like that and make an impact and make a difference. And that was a burden. And that was a real burden as I stepped out in faith and said, God, I wanna trust you and do that. And it's exciting when God gives you a burden and you start to walk into that and see God do some amazing things. As we look at Nehemiah, that's exactly what happened to him. In 587 before Christ, there was a bad King Nebuchadnezzar and all the Babylonians attacked Jerusalem. They destroyed the city. They destroyed the, the temple. And the Jewish people were all taken out and they're taking the captives. So Jerusalem was in a mess. And when Jerusalem was in a mess, it means that God was in a mess. It really meant to everybody that, that God wasn't on the throne. God wasn't all powerful. So it was a big thing to have Jerusalem in order and have Jerusalem together. But during this time, Jerusalem wasn't together. Decades later, some Jews were released to go back to rebuild the city. But because of the economic system and the stuff of that time, there was no leadership, no help. So the city wasn't built and people were absolutely brokenhearted about. There was no leader to rebuild this city so people would know that God is God and God is on His throne. And there was a team of these people who were visiting the king. And they come across Nehemiah and Nehemiah was there serving the king and Nehemiah asked them just as they happened to be going through where he was, said, how's Jerusalem going? How's the rebuilding of Jerusalem going? And they said, it hasn't even started. Nothing has happened whatsoever. And he was really, really touched by that. It meant his God, his God wasn't raised up. Rather than his God being raised up, everybody looked at his God as he wasn't powerful. And to him, that meant so much. So he sat down and he cried. He knelt before God, as you read um, Nehemiah chapter one, he knelt before God and said, God, how could this be? And a burden started in his heart that we've got to do something. A burden started that we've got to make a difference. So out of that burden, he decided someone's got to do something. And he said that someone could be me. Have you ever had that? Have you ever had a burden for something or you want a change to happen or you want to introduce something in church? And what happens is, I wonder who's going to do this? It's always the other person that's going to do it. If God's giving you a burden, maybe God is speaking to you say, to say that this is the call that I've put on your life to make an impact and to make an incredible difference. You see, God called Nehemiah many, many years ago for such a time as this. That God called Nehemiah, that he was going to be the guy that was going to rebuild the whole walls of Jerusalem so that people would see that God is God and God is all powerful. And when he called him, Nehemiah didn't know that. 
So every step of the way, he didn't keep walking into his calling. He just walked towards his calling. And everything that God put in his life in the journey, every step of the way was a step towards the calling that God had for him to rebuild the temple and to rebuild the Jerusalem and the walls. And that was his heart, that was his desire, that was coming from God. But every step of the way, he didn't realise what he was called to finally do. And sometimes in our journeys, when stuff comes our way, when stuff happens, we don't understand what's going on because we don't know the end picture and we don't know how God is gonna use this circumstance because He's got a plan and a purpose up the road that I've got to use what I've got now to understand where He's taking me. And so often we can lose our way in the journey because we don't understand how this fits into the big picture that God has. This is what was happening to Nehemiah. He was called, but there was so much that could block him. There's absolute stuff. He was then working for the king. You were never sad in front of the king. You're always happy in front of the king. You always did what the king said. So he was Nehemiah. He could have said, there are too many obstacles for me to be the guy to lead the whole of the Jewish nation to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. It's too hard, God. But because he had a burden, because he felt that God was God and he believed in God, he stepped out and said, God, I'm absolutely going to trust you no matter what. God wants us to make a difference. Do the work. Do the work is simply us stepping out to make a difference. Us stepping out to say, yes, God, if this is what you want me to do for now, I'm happy to do it. Yes, God, I don't understand how this fits into the bigger picture, but I'm willing to step up and trust you for the bigger picture. So Nehemiah decided to do this. And there's a number of stages that goes through when we decide to step up and make a difference. And these are very important stages for us to know. And the first one is simply to seek God faithfully. To seek God faithfully through the season. Seek God. That God's got a bigger plan. God's got a bigger purpose. Keep seeking Him. Twelve times, Nehemiah prayed, sought the Lord and said, God, hear am I, hear me and let me make a difference. And then he prayed and in the first um, chapter there, he prayed from December to April for four months. He fasted and prayed and asked God to make a way when there was no way. He's saying, God, would you make a way that I can do this? Nehemiah chapter two, verse one brings this in. I had not been sad in the king's presence before. So the king asked me, why does your face look so sad when you're not ill? This can be nothing but a sadness of your heart, the king said to him. What is it you want? Then I prayed to the God of heaven again, and I answered the king. Here he was, a burden in his heart. He was brave enough to go to the king and ask the king to help him, knowing that if he's sad in the king's presence, it could mean that he just gets killed. Oh, that's it, I don't want a sad person here, that's it. So it really cost him everything to step up to approach the king when he's sad to ask for something. But he prayed about it and his prayer said, I believe you God, I can do this. So nothing is too big for God's power or too small for God's heart. When we come to him and we pray, it makes a difference. 
What stuff have you got that you've prayed about that God has prepared you for the next part of your journey? As I look through my life, I see at each step of the way, I've learned through prayer that God answers prayer. So I'm willing to go to the next step. I shared about our bus ministry in Toowoomba. I learned prayer in a double-decker bus ministry back in Toowoomba. I saw the power of prayer. We used to park the double-decker bus on the main street of Toowoomba. We had another van that we used to park about 20 metres away and that van was the prayer van. So we'd have a number of people in the prayer van. We'd have a phone with a cord connected from the bus to the prayer van so that when we faced issues that were pretty dangerous in the bus, we'd ring through to the prayer team to say, pray for it. So we'd have people who were Satanists who'd come to the bus and try to attack us. We had different gangs that would come into the bus that were against each other and fights could break out. We had um, people with knives come to the the bus, but every time something happened, we would phone the prayer team and say, you pray, you pray. And it was just amazing to see through the power of prayer that God kept the peace. No one was ever hurt. No one was ever attacked. We saw the value of prayer that everything needs to be bathed in prayer and it makes an impact and makes a difference. So back in my very early ministry, I realised prayer is important. Prayer does make a difference. It's not just talking to a God, but it's talking to God and allowing God to act on your behalf. And we saw it so many times as we prayed and we asked God to make a difference. So that's part of my journey is learning about prayer. Nehemiah obviously in his journey somewhere must have learnt about prayer and how important prayer is. Let me read you the qualifications that Nehemiah had to be a cupbearer to the king. Now I can't find any specific jobs he had, but here is the qualifications of a cupbearer back then. The position of cupbearer has been greatly valued and given only to a very select few throughout histories. Qualifications for the job were not held lightly, but in high esteem. Holders of the position were valued for their beauty and even more their modesty, their industriousness and courage. The king had total trust in the cupbearer and trusted him with his life. Just imagine Nehemiah's journey and the seasons that had gone through to get him to the position to be cupbearer because God had another step after that position. And sometimes we go through seasons in life and we fail to understand that this season is not a season in isolation, but the season I'm going through at the moment is the next step to the next season. And I have to do this season well to achieve the next thing that God has got for me. So I wonder with Nehemiah, modesty. Where did he learn his humility and modesty? Obviously, he would have had seasons where it was very difficult. He would have had seasons of failure to realise that he didn't have the goods, but God did. And that in those seasons that he trusted God, even though it wasn't going the way he wanted it to go. So his modesty, his humility would have come through some very difficult, deep valleys and seasons where things didn't work out the way he wanted them to work out. His industriousness, I wonder if he's a stonemason or his dad had a, a carpenter's shop or a stonemasonry business or something like that, where he learned that hard work pays off. 
that I've got to get in there. If I want something, I've got to work hard. I wonder if somewhere along his journey, he had a season where he worked really hard through difficult times. And courage. Where does courage come from? Courage comes when you have to step up beyond what you can reach, beyond your capability and make an impact, make a difference. I wonder if he's part of the army. I wonder if he worked in the army for a while where he had to understand courage, where he had to face death, where he had to face some very difficult situations and in those situations, keep pushing through. I wonder if that was in the army that he got the courage, but he had to learn all these things in the journey. We just don't have an instant Nehemiah who's the amazing man that God called and said, yeah, just step out easily and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. We have a guy that stepped up through every season of his life to become the man that God called him to be. So when God put that calling onto the life, he had the character and the courage to step up to be what God needed him to be to rebuild those walls against all odds. And I wanna suggest to you, there's been seasons that you look at and think, that's just a throwaway season. God didn't do anything through that season, but He did. He did. Some of my worst seasons in my life were the deepest seasons where God taught me that Phil, when there's nothing else there, I'm there. And you can trust me. And I wanna remind you, if you're going through a hard season, maybe this season doesn't make sense. Maybe this season you're not sure the stepping platform to the next season. I wanna tell you that God's there. God's doing something because He's creating you in char character in you to step you into the next season. And maybe you're a bit older and later in life, I wouldn't know anything about that. But for those who may be older, you think, what is God doing in this season? I'm not really going to change the world and um, do this dramatic stuff in the next 10 years. But I was talking to God about that the other day and saying, God, when do I have to stop learning? When, when's it okay to stop growing? When's it stop, it's okay to, to stop learning all about leadership? And He just reminded me, hey, I'm not living for this world, I'm living for the next world. And he said, Phil, I'm just preparing you. All that you're learning, you're gonna to learn to the day you die. You're learning because I've got a place for you in eternity. And you're preparing for then, you're not preparing for now. So there's never a time that there isn't a season that God is doing a work preparing us for what's to come next. And as we get older, it's not an excuse not to learn. It's an opportunity to keep learning because I wanna be the best I can in case God calls me in eternity to rebuild the walls of the Sunshine Coast. You never know what it's gonna do, but we need to be prepared, be prepared for what He has for us in the future. So that's exactly what Nehemiah was going through. So he sought God faithfully. Then he defined his vision clearly. For many people, it's not the lack of caring that's the problem, it's the lack of clarity. We've got no vision, we've got no clear vision of what we wanna do. So when the king asked him, what's wrong, Nehemiah? Verse four, he says, if it pleases the king, if your servant has found favour in his sight, let him send me to the city in Judah, to Jerusalem, where my ancestors are buried so that I can rebuild it. He had a clear vision. He wanted to move ahead. He wanted to make a difference. And sometimes we don't stop to think, God, what do you want me to do? What in one sentence, do you want me to do? And here at LifePoint, we are passionate, passionate about changing lives. 
And that makes an incredible difference. And that's my heart. I'm passionate about seeing lives changed for the better and for God, to see hearts transformed, to see people take a step forward and not a step back, to see people step up, to see people start to step and trust, to, for people to be a better person to, today than what they were yesterday, for people to look at tomorrow and say, look, I'm looking tomorrow because I've got a vision and I believe I can be the best God wants me to be for tomorrow. That's what it's about. And that is just so important. When he was asked about by the king, what do you want to do? He didn't say, well, I've been thinking about um, a cousin of mine, Martha, and she's got three kids and those three kids are pretty naughty kids, but don't worry about that. And they're living in this place and they're in the place, there's stuff happening and the, the, the city's in ruins. I'm just wondering if somehow if we get some more cousins together and we work together, if I talk to them, I send some letters to them, that somehow, some way we might be able to make a better place for them to live. He didn't have it all messed up. He said, I just got something to do and that's rebuild the walls, help me do it. And for, for a lot of us, we get messed up in the journey. If we've got a desire to help kids, let's decide we wanna do it and make a difference. If we wanna help people who have got drug addictions and we really want to get them to a place where they're trusting God, that's what I want to do. Let's start to move forward. Whatever it is, maybe let's go to another country and transform that nation in some way. Whatever it is, what God has called you to do, let's make it clear. Let's keep that focus and let's move forward in that focus. We've got to do the work. We've got to do the work and do it precisely. So simply seek God faithfully, define your vision clearly and make plans carefully. Nothing happens unless you plan it to happen. This service this morning didn't happen because we decided we would we'd turn up at half past nine this morning and let's just do the service. <laughs> there is so much planning that goes into a service, you've got no idea. Your stuff that's planned, stuff that's gotta happen, stuff that's, stuff that's timed, it all goes together to make a big picture. And we have to plan. Sometimes we think, oh, God's missed me. Well, have you planned to move forward? Have you planned to get out of where you are? Have you planned to get out of where you're stuck? What are your plans? What are the steps to make it happen? This is what Nehemiah said in verse six. Then the king with the queen sitting beside him asked me, how long will your journey take and when will you get back? It pleased the king to send me, so I set a time. I also said to him, if it pleases the king, may I have letters to the governors of the trans so that they will provide me safe contact until I arrive in Judah? And may I have a letter to Asher, keeper of the royal park, so he'll give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel by the temple and for the city wall and for the residence that I will occupy. And because the gracious hand of God was on me, the king granted me these requests. So he's saying, king, the king said, yes, what do you want? These are the things I need you to do. So he's thought it through, he's planned it through and said, yep, I've got to get there safely. So I need some letters to get me there safely. When I get there, I'm gonna need timber to rebuild the wall. Can you give me timber? He knew what he's doing. He'd prayed it through. He knew where he was going. 
And we can get lost in our journey sometimes or sometimes we've taken a side exit for some reason in the journey of life. If you wanna get back into that journey and you've taken a side exit, go back to God and say, God, what are my steps from this point? God, show me your plans and your purposes and let me move on. His plans and purposes were simply to rebuild the wall and I need protection and I need provision and that's my plan and I'm going to move forward and I'm gonna trust God in an incredible way to make an impact and make a difference. So seek Him faithfully, define your vision carefully, make plans and the next one, inspire people passionately. No one is inspired if you are negative and you're a whinger. <laughs> Let me just make it as clear as possible as I can. If you're going to whinge and whine, no one's going to follow you. They're not interested in that. But when you've got a vision, when you're excited about something, when you believe in something, when you've got faith and you're going to take steps of faith, people want to follow that because that's inspirational. When we say, hey, I wanna make a difference in my world and I'm believing that I'm gonna make a difference. When we start to share that, when we speak that out as though we believe it, man, people wanna get on board. When we talk about Christmas at Live Point, a number of years ago, we used to be so negative about it because it was so hard to do and so busy and stuff like that. I remember at one staff meeting, we made a decision, we're never gonna talk about it negatively. We have an absolute opportunity to touch the Sunshine Coast with the Gospel of Jesus Christ and to re, regain Christmas, to, to make a difference at Christmas time. So from that point, it was always positive. There's nothing negative about Christmas lives because lives are being changed, hearts are being transformed, 24,000 people in our community are being touched. God is turning up. God is making miracles for us to happen. There is nothing negative when we see God at work and God is moving. And that's the same for you. When you step up, you've got a vision, you've got a plan, you've got a purpose, and you start to be positive about it, you start to share your dreams, share your heart. That's when people follow. That's when people want to be part of it. I wanna be part of something where people need faith. I wanna be part of something where people need to pray through it. I wanna be part of something when people are trusting a God that we can't see, but they've got such a relationship with Him that I believe in Him, that He's enough and He's gonna get me there. And that makes an impact, that makes a difference. And that's exactly what Nehemiah did. And what happened, the people followed Him. Did he have obstacles? Oh my goodness, that will come up next week. He had obstacles, but he inspired people to have faith along with him so that they can work with him under God to make a difference and to see God empowering people to make a difference and to transform the walls of that city. The principles haven't changed. Only the names and faces have been changed to protect the guilty who haven't stepped out in faith. John Wesley, a great father of the faith said, light yourself on fire with passion and people will come from miles to watch you burn. When you've got passion, when you've got vision, when you've got a heart to move forward, people 
want to do that. Whether it's an individual or us as a church, when we firmly believe that we can impact the Sunshine Coast, that makes a difference and people want to be part of that. As we build churches, we're filling heaven and we're seeing lives change and that is amazing. The burden, the burden that you bear reveals the difference that you're going to make. What God has put in your heart to do, you do. And if it's a season where it's just about you creating more character and becoming the person that God wants you to do, don't despair. God is at work. God is not finished with you yet because you're not in eternity. So God is journeying with you so He can use you for the next step of the journey. And every step, I believe, is amazing as we see the hand of God move powerfully. Don't stop the process. Don't get discouraged. There are many times Nehemiah could have got discouraged. And I just want to speak out to someone today. If you've got discouraged, just as our worship team comes, maybe on the journey you've got discouraged. Maybe there's been a season and it went a bit too long for you and you didn't see God's blessing. Or God didn't turn up with the goods the way that you wanted Him to turn up with. Or you got hurt. And I don't think there's anyone sitting here online that hasn't been hurt when you've tried to step out for Jesus because the devil makes sure you're hurt. But stuff happens. And because of that stuff happens, you've stepped off the path and you think, well, I'm not the person to do that. God, it mustn't be me. So you step another step away. But I want to call you back this morning. I want to call you back and say, if God has put something in your heart for the kingdom, He's put it there because He is God and you are you. And He's calling you back. He's calling you back this morning. He's calling you back to get on the path. If He's creating character at the moment, just let Him create character. If He's pushed you beyond your comfort zone and you're learning strategies and stuff like that, keep learning it. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged because it's in those times when our faith is stretched and we've got to step off the bread of principles. It's in those seasons that we don't like and the seasons we don't want to do that God is there. And He's raising up faith-filled people for the next step of the journey. It's not going to be wasted. This season's not wasted. But God is there and God is raising you up and He's just asking you to get your eyes back on Him. Focus on Him and trust Him because He's still writing your story. And the next bit He's writing is just so amazing. And it won't be finished until you see Him face to face and He shows you the job He's prepared for you for eternity and you'll understand why. So can I ask everyone to stand? If you're at home, you might like to just close your eyes. But I wanna pray for you. I wanna pray that God will raise up Nehemiah's people that will push through, people that will carry the burden and allow God to make a difference and to make an impact. God, this morning, we trust You. God, thank You for the amazing things You've done in Scripture and the amazing things You've done in our journeys already. And I wanna pray for people. I pray against discouragement in Jesus' Name, where the enemy has discouraged people. I pray, Father, You would just break off discouragement 
in the name and power of the Lord Jesus Christ, that people will step back into their calling, back into what God has for them, back into your plans, back into your purposes. That God, they will let go of the stuff they're holding on to and God, they'll make a plan to say, God, I'm gonna trust you and these are the ways that I'm gonna walk forward in the presence and the power of God. So I pray, Lord, pour out encouragement. Holy Spirit, may people just be encouraged just in this moment, Lord, to know they're no longer slaves of fear or disappointment or hurt, but they're children of a promise. And Your promise, Lord, You're with us. Your promise is, God, You're never gonna leave us. Your promise is, God, Your plans and purposes are being unfolded. And God, I pray that we can get excited about what You're doing and what You're gonna do because God, You're gonna open the sea and we're gonna walk right through it in Jesus' Name. Amen.